This is a hat trick podcast. Oh, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Greetings, listener. Welcome to London Pub Reviews. Sounds a bit like greetings Earthling, doesn't it? Obviously, if you are an Earthling, you're going to get more out of today's podcast, which concerns a review of a pub that is located right here on your planet. If not, maybe you'll get some tips on how we speak here on Earth. Inflections and so on. Today's pub is the Wishing Well Inn, 79 Truman's Road, SE 15 4AR. Nearest tube, Beckham Rye Rail. Some may argue that the proliferation of in-bar television coverage has ruined the cosy, intimate feel of the marvellous London pub. Certainly this would seem to be the case from my own experience, and I would hesitate to find favour with an establishment that overtly promotes such base, barbaric behaviour. But the television in the Wishing Well Inn made for quite a welcome change. Here's why. I was sitting at the far left-hand end of the bar, acquainting myself with the wonderful dark wood and etched glass interior, when I noticed a bracket-mounted TV, wedged up in the corner beside the servery. It wasn't showing the footy, or the darts, or even lions, polishing off the shredded bloody remains of a young gazelle. Instead, the grainy black-and-white footage simply depicted a static overhead shot of two pool tables and a single jukebox machine. There was no sound at all and clearly not much action. After staring riveted for about 15 minutes, I laughed and turned back to my pub review notebook. Very friendly staff, nice sturdy bar stools. Soon afterwards, a couple walked through the door behind me from Tumut Road and I raised my glass in welcome as they quickly disappeared away to the right of the bar. I shrugged and smiled sheepishly, drinking a toast to all the many bar patron strangers who had chosen to avoid eye contact with my happy face. I was about to order myself another pint of delicious ale when I noticed some movement up on the TV screen. Two characters were now walking up to one of the pool tables, and as I gazed more intently, I realised with shock that they were the couple who I'd just seen enter the bar. They were now... Live on TV! I dropped my glass with a clatter on the bar top and laughed aloud, (laughs) pointing to the screen and turning to see if anyone else was aware of this extraordinary turn of events. The barman had moved down to my end of the bar and he was staring at me with his eyebrows slightly raised. An older man sitting at the bar close by was also staring at me. He had his arms folded and his cheeks were tightly sucked in. The couple, meanwhile, were now playing pool on the TV and I refocused my attention on them, completely enthralled. After some time had passed, however, I felt restless. Where was this mysterious televised pool room? 
How could I get closer to the action? I wanted my own crack at the TV gig. Shutting my book loudly, I winked at the old man before striding off purposefully in the very same footsteps as the couple on the Wishing Well television screen. At the far end of the bar I encountered a doorway and, instead of proceeding straight ahead to the gents, I turned left, towards a large back room. Inside, the pool tables and the jukebox were almost unrecognisable, due to their bright, vibrant colours. But I recognised the famous couple, and they looked at each other embarrassed as I waved at them excitedly. The TV camera, I soon discovered, was hidden behind a round plastic fitting, mounted high in the entranceway corner. <clears throat> After clearing my throat, I paused, awaiting my cue. And go. Staring straight down the lens, I began walking slowly towards the camera. My pen raised to my mouth like a microphone as I introduced a news report bulletin about a volcano erupting and a catastrophic river of lava. Then, seeing the lava flowing straight towards me from beneath the camera, I turned and fled in horror towards the pool tables. Ah! Only to dance straight back, Broadway style, kicking my feet up high and singing, We're in the money! <laughs> A brief puppet show followed starring the ends of my bunched-up jumper sleeves, and then, moving directly under the camera, out of sight, I slowly shimmied up the wall until my face suddenly appeared directly in front of the lens, taking up the full screen. I stared with wild eyes before pretending to actually start eating the camera. I was chewing with big, exaggerated jaw movements when the bartender grabbed my legs and pulled me down. I found myself outside with my trousers slightly torn. But I was certainly won over by the charms of the Wishing Well Inn. And, maybe, when I next return, I'll pick up that VHS copy I asked for as the door slammed. London Pub Reviews was written and created by Paul Ewan and performed by Tim Key. The producer was Nick Coop. The executive producers were Claire Broughton and Andy Goddard, and it was a hat-trick production. You've been listening to the first series of London Pub Reviews. If you want to hear more of this show or shows like this, please tell all your friends about it or leave us a review. To hear more podcasts by Hattrick Podcasts, such as Time Ghost with Armstrong and Miller, just type Hattrick Podcasts into your podcast provider of choice. Thank you and thanks for listening. I chose Stick of the Dump by Clive King. I've chosen Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. I have chosen the book When Hitler Stole Pink Rabbit. I have chosen My Friend Flicker. Danny Champion of the World. The Seven Crystal Balls. The Iron Man. Claudine at St. Clair's. The Guinness Book of Records. I chose Ballet Shoes. And then I came across in the school library a copy of Treasure Island. I was terrified. I'm Janet Ellis, and each week I invite a guest to come and chat with me about their favourite childhood book. They often bring along their own battered copy. It's not at all as I remember it. <laughs>
This is a celebration of reading. I ended up reading it to my mom at home every night. Because who doesn't still secretly check under the bed for monsters? I knew that it was true. Harbour's secret desires to run off to the circus. Riding like the wind into the purple hills. It really captured my imagination. Twice Upon a Time. Follow us on Instagram at twiceuponpod for updates and guest news. I want to read this book again and again and again and again and again. Twice Upon a Time is a hat-trick podcast.